everyone. I'm Josh Holiday, and you're listening to the Fresh Coast Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm talking with Ryan Redu, a content creator, marketing guru, and TikTok influencer based in Detroit, Michigan, creating unique, engaging, and creative content on TikTok to promote the awesome and sometimes funny things that make Michigan so special and unique. Ryan is a friend of mine from our days together at Michigan State University, singing together in the 10 or 2 section of the MSU Men's League Club. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of the Cultural Advocacy Network of Michigan, the Michigan Council for Arts and Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. We are bringing you the latest stories and headlines on arts and culture here in the Fresh Coast State, our beautiful home in Michigan. Let's dive right in. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today on the Fresh Coast Podcast. Um, as I had kind of said in the intro here, um, you're a cool content creator that's doing amazing things in Detroit. Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from here in Michigan, and um, a little bit of what you're doing these days. Yeah, well, first, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> Always appreciate it. Yeah, making me blush over here. But um but yeah, I grew up on the uh, east side of Metro Detroit, so like Clinton Township, St. Clair Shores kind of area. And then uh, for a moment, though, I did go out to Chicago after being at Michigan State University. And I decided to come back because I really wanted to just be a part of what I think is Michigan and Detroit's kind of renaissance. I feel like um, Michigan voices are speaking up a lot more and we're trying to kind of just make everyone aware of how great it is here because it does have so many great things about it. Um, but overall, yeah, I wanted to, um, I'll kind of dive into the content stuff that I started creating. So uh, I am a marketer by trade and that got me interested in digital content and that led me to YouTube. And I started making YouTube videos just because I wanted to be on camera. I wanted, you know, video editing experience and just for the fun of it, really. I mean, having something that will always be on the internet or seemingly always be on the internet, I think is really cool, especially in video form. And I was making a bunch of videos and they weren't doing crazy, crazy well or anything like that. And then I made a video about the Michigan accent because I had gone to Puerto Rico and we were at the top of this tower in a rainforest so seemingly the middle of nowhere and my friends and I all started like using FaceTime and we FaceTimed our moms and we're just like texting our moms like that was the first thing we all thought of and this woman goes oh are you guys from Michigan <laughs> and we were like what and like in Puerto Rico at the top of this tower in this rainforest and she goes yeah um and then we were and then we said oh my gosh yes we are and she goes oh I, I knew you were and we're like how and we're like oh I noticed it in your accent slash you guys were talking with your mom. So on top of that, I just thought you guys were from the Midwest or from Michigan. <laughs> and it turns out they lived in Novi area and we're all from Metro Detroit. So we related on that. And it was just really interesting to see that. And so I made a YouTube video when I came home about the Michigan accent, did some research on it. It actually is pretty funny with the accent that we have that it is kind of strong and everywhere I've gone in the US even, I've had people make remarks like even one person said, are you British? And I said, what? <laughs> I didn't think the Michigan accent was that strong. And so I made that video, ended up being my only video that got a ton of views. It's probably my most watched video on YouTube still. And so I just started making more Michigan content. And I noticed that in the comment section, all these Michiganders were reaching out and saying, hey, I'm from Michigan. Thank you so much for like showcasing this. I never knew there was anything interesting about the way I spoke. 
And so I got a lot of love from there. I started feeling the Michigan community coming together. And so that prompted me to get on TikTok. And same thing with TikTok. My brother actually pushed me to go on TikTok because I was doing YouTube videos. And he said, oh, you should try TikTok. It's really blowing up. And I was like, okay. Um, this was kind of before TikTok was going main, more mainstream, I would say. And I was making just regular videos. They weren't doing well. And then I said, wait a second. I was actually like commenting back to people on YouTube uh, about Michigan stuff. And I said, why don't I do a Michigan video? And sure enough, I did with inspiration from my friend Bill who sent me uh, a trend that was happening. So I made it for Michigan and it took off. It was like Christmas Eve last year. And that one got like 200,000 views in a day. So it was like one of those viral moments where you check your phone and you got like 800 followers. 200,000 views, all these comments, and you're just like, what is going on? And I was like, obviously elated and so excited about it. Uh, and then from there on, I just said, you know what, I'm just gonna keep making Michigan videos. And then I made them for a while, got like 3,000 views. And then I made a series about the Michigan accent and ended up taking off. And I got probably like 60,000 followers within a few months. Um, and the growing has been a little bit slower now because TikTok's made some changes. And I think just in general, that's just how it goes. It goes in waves in terms of growth on the platform and a lot of times growth on many platforms. Um, so now I'm just keeping on with the Michigan content, trying to get creative with it. Like today, I'm trying to incorporate more of Michigan in the content to the best I can. So like today I put something on my Instagram that um, prompted people just to ask me a question, um, maybe about Michigan or just in general to hopefully be featured in you know another video I do or what have you. So I don't know, it's just really cool. And I think in leaving Michigan and coming back, I did feel like disconnected. And I don't know if I really felt as connected to my state growing up as I am now. But now that I'm connecting with so many Michiganders and we're seeing so many similarities and even across, you know, different communities that I'm seeing the connections form because we're all here. And it's just really cool. And I think it's a really beautiful thing that's happening because I noticed there's a lot of other great content creators from Michigan making some Michigan content even too. So I'm really just excited that um, Michigan's trying to get on the map. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think it's so cool that um, there are people from all around the globe and all around the country that are from Michigan, maybe moved away for a period of time. And then we're like, wow, there's like a renaissance or there's like a resurgence of cool things that are happening in my home state. Right. And they're coming back. And, and there's a lot of artists and creatives that are coming back to the state because they believe in what's happening. Right. And they believe in what's happening in Detroit and Grand Rapids and Northern Michigan. Um, the cool things that are happening in the Upper Peninsula and Marquette, there's all kinds of things that are happening across the state that they're coming back for. And so I think it's so inspiring that you talk about that from your own personal perspective and that you, you took that drive and turned it into something and right. turn it into something that's really cool that is getting Michigan on the map. You know, as somebody that has nearly 100,000 followers on your TikTok now, um, you are what people would consider an influencer um, <laughs> in creating, you know, you might think it's fun or it's just cool yeah. content and stuff, but um, you are influencing people about the cool things that exist in Michigan and highlighting those things. And so what kind of responsibility or uh, privilege or joy or fun do you get out of kind of holding that and being able to be someone that can say the really cool things that are happening in Michigan, maybe sometimes the funny things like the billboards that you'd find if you're driving through downtown right. Detroit. There's so many good things that you've come up with. Um, talk a little bit about 
what type of responsibility do you feel mm-hmm. and what type of um, joy do you feel by being able to share that? Because I know it's not just Michiganders that are on your TikTok. You have people from all around the country that maybe don't live in Michigan now, but are watching it and they're like, oh, that's my home state. And right. maybe they'll come back here. You'd be amazed at how many people even comment that exactly, I would say. A lot of people moved away or maybe, you know, for whatever reason, and or they have family that lives maybe in Wisconsin and their family is always sending them the Michigan videos because maybe there's similarities or they just want to kind of relish in everything great that Michigan has to offer, even the funny stuff that might stink. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say as a responsibility wise, it's really trying to make, I really try to focus on making like wholesome content, I guess you could say, and talking from the content as like an art point of view. It's wholesome, it's trying to um, get a really message across that makes people smile, but then also maybe sometimes makes them think slash just kind of educates a little bit too, or tries to connect people in a different way. Um, And I think I'm even striving to find that connection myself as the person creating the content to say, hey, I've thought about this a lot. I wonder if anyone else does. (laughs) And sure enough, a lot of people do, or a good amount of people do. But um, it's been honestly so fun and one of the greatest things ever. And this is why I always tell people, I really think the Michigan people, the Michiganders are something special because I'll have people come to me in public and just say, oh my gosh, it's, are you the TikTok person? And I don't like to be like, yes, that's me. You know me, you know, you know, you know. Um, I don't like to be like, oh, you know me, you love me. Yep, it's me, Ryan Redoute. But um, it's always like, they're always elated. They're always so sweet. Um, this one woman even said like, oh, my daughter loves you. She sends me all your videos. I'm gonna call her. And she literally called her daughter and I was like, oh, hi. And you know, the daughter was really excited or some mom at a soccer game came over and said, oh, my son loves your videos. Can we get a picture? And so for me to be like on this kind of stage where people are coming up to me and saying that, it's wild. And it's something that I just love. I really do love it. And I feel like connecting, you know, with, even with the time with COVID, everyone was so disconnected and we've been able to connect a bit more now having all of that on top of just the regular connections I had already missed is amazing. And meeting those people too, it kind of pushes me to, when people say, oh, I love your content, it really does push me because it does take a lot of creative energy to think of this, that, the other thing, plan maybe a mini script, plan out outfits, plan out editing, you know, to make it easy on myself. And so the support from other people and the kindness that I receive too is really what fuels everything that I make, I would say. Planning outfits. So in addition to content creator, you are a costume designer, lighting <laughs> designer. I I love it. I didn't even think about that because um, I think what's so cool about your content is it feels so organic and it feels natural and that's why people love it. Right. And so the the slightly scripted elements of it um, crack me up and, and bring me joy thinking about that. Even now. you saying that helps motivate me to be like, yes, I will continue making little scripts and (laughs) I'm a theater person at heart I can't help myself I love that um and so Ryan you know you are creating cool stuff but where do you find your inspiration where do you find um the little things that you want to feature you know I I just think about um there was an incredible video 
Um, you and I both love drag queens and they're, you know, and there's other artists and performers that are doing cool stuff in Michigan that you're featuring and you're featuring the rich arts and cultural sector of uh, entertainment venues and things that exist, cool things that are going on, concerts, events. But, yeah. you know, there's this great video that was like, oh, you think drag queens don't exist in Michigan or cool ones don't? And then there's this incredible video of Sabin um, just like doing a drop split or, you know, just amazing yeah. things. Where do you get some of these ideas and where does some of that inspiration come for you? Uh, I have to say that a good amount of inspiration comes from me just wanting to be a performer. I'm in a choir here, the Prism Men's Chorus, and I've been in it for about six seasons now. And even before that, I was um, in the MSU Men's Glee Club. And before that, I kind of caught the performance bug in high school. In my junior, senior year, I watched a performance of my high school and I said, I got to do that. So I joined show choir. I was singing and dancing the whole next year. And I think the little performer in me just loves giving out that energy and trying to entertain people in a way. And then for Michigan specific stuff, it's things, I would say like the Sabin example, which if you haven't checked out Sabin Detroit, go check her out. She is Amazing. the best drag queen. I love her and she's a good friend of mine actually personally. But I think that's a great example of, I saw so many drag queen videos on TikTok from LA, from New York, from these you know big cities and they're doing kicks, splits, what have you. And I knew, I was like, in my head, I was like, I have to showcase this because she is doing so great. And sure enough, it's like this bar no one probably knows about in Saugatuck, uh, Douglas area. And everyone was like, where do I get there? How do I get there? Uh, you know, I need to check out this bar, where is this? And so it's just getting out. I mean, it's winter time, we're all inside. We can't, it's not like Florida or LA where you see things going on outside or there's all these festivals and stuff. A lot of stuff just happens indoors. You gotta be there, you gotta know what's going on. And digitally, I would say that things aren't promoted the greatest because the reach just isn't there maybe, or I don't really don't know all of the issues there, but you don't hear about as many things as you would maybe, like when I lived in Chicago, everyone knew a festival was coming, everyone knew what event was coming. Um, it was kind of interesting. And I, I think my future, especially from this marketing background, I wanna almost be a part of that and trying to help that maybe in the future as well. Of like, how do we promote things better here? Is it posting on TikTok? Is it doing other things like that? But, um, but yeah, and then I would say too, a second, I would say secondly, a lot of inspiration does come from friends reacting to certain things, from friends sending me stuff, maybe if a Michigan creator that um, made something or just a trending video like my friend Bill did. And then I Michigan-ify it, <laughs> I guess you could say. And how do I put this twist, but in something everyone here can relate to. And I think that's why people like it too, because it helps them be a part of the fun that's happening on TikTok, um, just in the world in general, I would say. But yeah, even for the video of a billboard, it was my friend, Tyler, yeah. that you have to tell us about the billboard one. It's well, so good. Can I say who it was? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. It's about okay, it's my podcast. So it was, I don't, I'm looking at it right here. It's the best. <laughs> it was uh, Jumana. Everyone knows her in Metro Detroit. I mean, and even across Michigan, I'd say she's a lawyer. She is just everywhere in terms of billboards and has been for years. It's insane. And I see the billboard in Ferndale all the time, in downtown Ferndale. It's there always and my friend Tyler and I were walking and he goes oh there's Jumana and I was like in my head you're right there's Jumana like everyone knows Jumana and then I would say a lot of the content creation happens in my head it's a lot of visualizing 
you know, how the video turned out, maybe a sample song that would go behind it or a type of music that would go behind it. And then I'll go home. Sometimes I'll be in the shower and I literally will go run out, get my phone, record a voice memo of, okay, do a video where you do this, you're wearing this, and this music is playing. Um, and it was like one of those cases where right away, like we were out and about, I didn't want to obviously stop and record too much and take away from friend time. So I just like put a little voice memo. And then um, I think for that one, I know I did another one where I just came back another day and got more video footage. So um, that video ended up getting like, I think it's like 500,000 views. <laughs> so <laughs> it was clearly something everyone related to. And I think it's really funny seeing the different stuff that people relate to. And there's a very, it's a spectrum of interest, I would say here in Michigan, but there is that unifying theme of certain things that everyone kind of says like, oh yeah, that's me. Oh my gosh. So relatable. It's crazy. And Ryan, from a marketing perspective, um, mm -hmm. you probably work with clients that think this as well as I know that so many artists are like, oh, I just have to do my work. I can't think about creating content. Like that's, it's, yeah. it's a whole nother step. And so when people are thinking about TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, and they're like overwhelmed by it. I think what they have to remember is that it doesn't always have to be scripted. And that although some of these things are scripted for you, like you have a different following that that's key, but there are other things that probably come organically. There are things that like the footage is not like you have to hire a videographer to come and do this. Like your iPhone works and um, just capturing some cool photos or images um, make for great behind the scenes content. And that's, that's how I personally, as a marketing person, have used TikTok in that it's creating good content that I can use on other platforms and it's funny or it's silly and you can overlay music and there's filters and there's so many different things you can do. And that's what you see with the Jumana example. Like I just, I'm looking over here. I just love it. It's like 500,000 people. And, and, it, and it makes sense to people and they, it, it's recognizable. Right. And it's something that um, is kind of like behind the scenes when you relate that to arts and culture organizations, like it's behind the scenes of Detroit, right? It's like right. If, if Detroit was a, was a theater, that mm -hmm. would be like the behind the scenes, like, oh, look yeah. at this like flash of reality here. And I think that's the same with um, Sabin in that you were, you were at a performance. You're like, you know, this, that video also has 40,000 views. I'm looking at it right here. Um, meanwhile, this is happening in Michigan. You know, it didn't take necessarily you having to think about what you were going to do maybe after the fact, but in the moment you're like, I'm just going to get a video of this. And if I can use it later, if I can get a video of me on the pottery wheel or a video or a clip of me in the process of doing something you can use that type of content later, just trying to think of how that can relate to other people. Um, yeah, uh, one really important way that I think, um, if you check out, he's actually a wood-burning artist here in Michigan. His name's Austin Fabinski, I believe. It's spelled how you think it would. I don't know the exact spelling, so, but look him up. Look, Austin, wood-burning, I'm sure you'd find it. But he just started doing wood-burning, and then he made a video, similar to what you just said, of the process of wood burning and then showing the finished product. Very simple, 10 second video, straightforward. And that one ended up getting, I just looked at it. It's at like 6 million views. It's insane. He has about 400,000 followers. He has, I think full time now, switched off his job that he was working at and just does wood burning from making videos on TikTok. And obviously these are examples that maybe only happen once in a while or the timing was just right. But even if anyone could take a little slice of that from an artist's point of view of someone who maybe 
is a painter or a ceramicist. You can, you can grow your business. You can grow your presence. You can grow your brand. I think being an artist, branding is really important. And social media is really important for branding right now. Um, and not only is it important, it, like you said, it makes it very easy to get your name out there. I even for myself started using hashtag Ryan Ledoux on my videos in order to foster uh, kind of like a community of Michigan people that watch my videos. So now whenever I go to that, I can know that the people who like that video are a certain type of person. And an artist can really build their brand that way. I mean, I think it has 1.5 million views on it. I'm like, my name has a hashtag, has 1.5 million views? Right, like it's kind of crazy. And I think that it helps motivate myself. And I think would help motivate a lot of different artists out there. And above all else, I haven't paid a dime to get this amount of reach. I haven't paid a dime to be recognized in public. Again, sometimes these things are specialized and they don't happen to everybody. But if you can create con content consistently and as an artist, if you're making things consistently, you can create content consistently. Even if it's repetitious, it's the same thing, but with a different color. People wanna see it. And if you make it funny, maybe you can add some cool music behind it and jazz it up. And you're getting really great skills. You're getting video editing skills. You're getting social media management skills that you can maybe even use in a different job you do in your future career or um, a different part of your life, what have you. So there's a lot going on to it. And uh, it can be really fun, I think, just to, it's almost like I treat video, especially YouTube and TikTok, almost like a categorization of my life at this point now to where I can go back and watch videos of me on YouTube from three, two, three years ago. And it's just so funny to see where I was at that time, reflect on it. And I have a niece. And so it's like, it's cool that when she's old enough, I can one day show her this vi video or that video. And um, she can kind of just be like, oh, cool. Like, that's what you're doing. Maybe she'll be the same age I was when I'm showing her that or what have you. Um, so I get, I, I get a little like uh, sappy like that too with the content I create. <laughs> It's like a personal diary, right? Right. Uh, that's kind of how I look at my Facebook. So I, mm -hmm. I can resonate with that. Um, you know, Ryan, you, you kind of touched on something that I want to make sure that we get into is that what is the what is the sauce that a year ago helped you um, kind of hit a boom? You know, and not everybody's going to necessarily, like it's not realistic to, to think that everyone's going to hit a boom, right. like, you know, 60,000 followers in two or three months. Mm -hmm. But there there is... Um, some recipes or some things that you can add into your strategy that could help. And I think some of those that I've heard are frequency of posting and also use of hashtags. And so can you talk a little bit about what you found or in your research you found is really helpful um, in, in, in regards to both of those? Yeah, so TikTok is actually really similar to YouTube and that hashtags are really important. On YouTube, it's more so just tags. Like you don't see the hashtags that a video is categorized for as much. There are hashtags too, which gets kind of confusing, <laughs> but there's tags and hashtags and then title and description. So these four elements really do make up content just on the internet in general. Um, it's how Google categorizes things. It's how it recognizes things. That's why Google search is so good. It's very literal. It's what you have there is what it sees. So TikTok's really similar in that what you write in the little description you can do, what you write on the little title cover page you make for the video, uh, the hashtags you use, the area you're in really too can even impact it. Um, all these elements really help contribute to 
getting yourself out there and finding a niche is so important. Uh, it can be hard, especially for myself as someone who I consider myself a jack of money. I love doing a million different things. I love different pieces of content. And having a niche though really has helped me keep focus. And I would say it almost takes a little bit of mental stress off you because you're not trying to think of what's, what am I gonna do next? What's a new thing I'm gonna do next? Uh, and that's a complete 180. You can just focus on something you already know, you're doing well, the TikTok algorithm loves you for it. <laughs> and you can kind of just keep on keeping on with that specific niche. So finding a niche is really important. And the niche isn't something specific like, oh, it doesn't have to be just like, oh, Michigan content. Like if you're an artist, your niche could be doing hashtag VR videos, virtual reality videos with your art or something like that. You know, it's not so um, linear in that way. It can kind of just be a niche and for some type of hashtag that you found. And it could be something tied to your location. So maybe Michigan artists is something you can come up for that's a little bit of a smaller pool compared to just hashtag artists. And then you could be just known as the Michigan artist, you know, and that's kind of becomes your niche. So I would urge people to think a little bit smaller in the beginning, kind of kindle it like a fire and that you want to put little twigs on first. Um, all the twigs are burnable. They're all twigs. So like make your content consistent in that way. You get a lot of them and then eventually you'll get one that lights on fire. And when you get one that lights on fire, go in on it. The first video I did on the Michigan accent, after I got my initial boom, got about 300,000 views. And I said, okay, great, people love this. I ended up making 20 videos tied to the Michigan accent that were all really similar formatted to that video. And that's when I had that 60K kind of jump because TikTok said people love this. People really just did love it. And then I kept making it. And so now it's kind of like, I'm waiting for the next piece to kind of blow up and see you know, what does well? Like for instance, the Jumana video blew up. So I did the different billboards, the Mike Wins, the Sam Bernsteins. <laughs> and those videos did pretty well too. They didn't do crazy, crazy, but I think I kindled a little fire there. So find a niche, kindle the fire, make things consistently and really find your hashtags that define you and um, things you want to be associated with essentially. And I think um, for those that are maybe listening um, in, if I like a video that Ryan has that says hashtag Michigan, and I'm also a Michigan artist and I use hashtag Michigan on my post, guess what? The algorithm is probably gonna send you maybe to my video because you liked a video that had hashtag Michigan. Oh, I've got another one over here. And for those of us that um, stay up until three or four in the morning, just scrolling through TikTok for hours on end because we are obsessed. That's definitely not me. Um, but if it was me, I would say that you probably stumble across all kinds of cool videos that relate to what you've already liked. And so um, that's how you're gonna you're gonna find uh, people that like mutual interests. There's a couple of people, you know, I'm glad you talked about um, the one artist. There's another artist um, in St. John's, just north of Lansing. His name's Ivan Eiler. He is a metal artist. And he, I was just looking, is just over 20,000 followers now. Um, and recently got on TikTok. And I think the frequency helps. And I was just on a conference call with the um, Broadway League touring folks through my, my day job. And they were saying on the call that the frequency of three videos a day helps. So if you could do three videos a day, which is a lot, most people can't do three. Yeah, videos I'll, I'll make a note about that though. It's a lot. 
And that's why um, I actually just watched, I saw the title of a podcast, my friend, Latasha James. She's a, she's a freelance educator, if you want to check her out on YouTube. But she just did a podcast with somebody and they talked about how the three a day is really hard to stick to. So if you feel like you're not creating the best content, don't do three a day. Stick to maybe okay. one a day or one every other day because if your content's not good, like your instance, for instance, for me, some days I'll just want to get something out there and I'll make it, doesn't do well. <laughs> so it's like almost, you almost want to wait till you're inspired a little bit too. But I have heard that three day rule. And it's like, if you can, and you're making, if you're a full-time artist and you're making stuff every day and you can do it, yes, more the merrier is great. But um, don't feel like a, the pressure, I guess, to like oh my gosh three a because like I mean for people who work a full-time job maybe plus their art doing three a day is a little bit much (laughs) and I think uh for all artists we can all say quality over quantity is always the rule of thumb but if you wanted to get down to the science of what they say you could go viral with uh three a day is the trick but that is like Ryan said very difficult to accomplish and um but but go look at Ivan Eiler. It's at Ivan mm-hmm. Eiler as well. Um, yeah, he yeah. he's um, he's doing videos pretty consistently, and sometimes it's just him talking about the art in the process while he's right. making it. After it's done, his artistic process, and you know, of course, he was just on a Netflix TV show with Ooh. his art. So you know, he's you know tagging some of those things um, and getting other recognition um, for some of the great things he's doing. But certainly, um, the frequency probably helps, and the hashtags are huge um so those are a couple make videos, just make videos of your own with their their content for instance i make videos with other michigan content creators and then it becomes this mutual thing that really helps build up the michigan creator community in a way too so um and like you said if i make something with another michigan person and that person is tied to michigan hashtags there's a good chance tiktok will be like oh more people in michigan probably would like this too yeah well ryan um i so appreciate you taking the time to talk a lot about your creativity within the TikTok sphere and all of your expertise that you are finding as a content creator and influencer yourself. Um, but I just want to make sure I give you a chance. Tell us a little bit about the cool things that are going on in Detroit. What should people be focusing on? What are some of the things that are really inspiring you these days? Uh, I mean, I'm really big into food. And <laughs> now that we're Me too. Here, Me too. Um, Me too. I'm really big into food as well. I'm trying to enjoy all things food around Detroit. I always tell people my favorite is Johnny Noodle King. Um, And I would say, of course, like right now is being around family, but don't be afraid to get out there. I know like my sister with her family just went to the Detroit Detroit Zoo Lights. So little like fun, family fun activities around the city like that. And I would say really try to just explore somewhere you haven't yet. I think one thing I have on the docket that I hope to do this winter is for me and my fiance to travel to the north side of Michigan just for a weekend and try to see the northern lights maybe go as far as the highest point in the UP or maybe just try to find something in upper northern Michigan that you know we can see something or maybe just go to a dark park and just look at the stars and the one thing that I want to try my best to do is enjoy nature still in Michigan and get out of the house because there's just so much nature around us. I mean, half of Michigan is trees, which is crazy. And um, we just have a lot to check out. Like, and I think that the like 
towns on the west side. Saugatuck's my favorite city. I know that they have things going on during the winter time as well as the summer. My favorite time obviously is to go in the summer um, and there's the beach and everything. But yeah, I would say like around Detroit specifically too, I've been checking Eventbrite to try to see what new events are going on. I've noticed that the city of Detroit does put more info out on Eventbrite. For instance, I did a um, disco yoga in the city event there. Yeah, so, and it was all through Eventbrite and I found out about that. And that's where like paying attention on Facebook really helps me too. Like I just joined an IM volleyball league that is gonna be starting up in January. And so paying attention to socials and Eventbrite and maybe even taking the time to research, you know, what's going on in Detroit this weekend, you're gonna find something or maybe it's Lansing or Grand Rapids or what have you. You're gonna find a drag show. <laughs> You're gonna find just consistent things going on. For anyone who wants a great winter activity, 515 Drag Queen Bingo. Have never heard anyone say they didn't absolutely love it. Um, there's a lot of great things. And I, I think with the igloos and with the everything going on there, we're really, really trying to make everything we possibly can indoors where it can be a little bit warm at least so that we can still enjoy ourselves all year round. And I, I'm curious to see the more creativity that comes out of all that with Michigan businesses and whatever's going on too. Well, Ryan, we are so glad you decided to move home to Michigan <laughs> to, to come and create Gwilt's content, uh, bring your entrepreneurial spirit to Detroit and be part of the resurgence. Um, you are certainly adding and helping that so much. Um, for anybody listening at home and they want to learn more about you, follow you on TikTok, maybe follow you on Instagram, wherever. Tell yes, us where find, they can find you. You can find me on every social media platform at Ryan Redute. R-E-D-O-U-T-E. <laughs> it's like respect. It's like you were like meant for Detroit. You, you should do the TikTok video about that. Like you're like, it's spell your name. You're like, I'm like Aretha. Um, <laughs> But thank you, Josh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And you're just such a gem. So thanks for a lovely chat as well. <laughs> thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye.